Hello and welcome to the second edition of our podcast series Inside Siemens, Businesses Shaping Our Future. I'm Eva Riesenhuber, Head of Investor Relations at Siemens. And my guest here today is Matthias Rebellius, member of the board of Siemens and CEO of our smart infrastructure business. Matthias, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Eva, for having me in your podcast today. Matthias, you're an engineer and have been in building technologies and smart infrastructure for close to 20 years. I'm so excited that you agreed to do this podcast because we did your smart grids last time and now we're doing the digital buildings. Obviously, it's all connected. I use electricity and I just learned from you that I spent 90% of my lifetime in buildings. So it truly matters what you do to everyone. Now, You've said in the past that the digital building market is driven by digitalization and sustainability. Is this still valid? Yes, and there's some more stats also to it. If you look, for example, where we are today, 40% of the global energy is consumed in buildings and a third of it is wasted. It's unbelievable. 75% of the commercial buildings are energy inefficient. And only 10% of the buildings currently use really smart technology. So the technologies are there, not yet everywhere implemented, but this will increase. And when you say digitalization and sustainability, the one is enabling the other. And therefore, they are so important for each other. And the huge growth in the smart building market, which is expected to come to 50 billion euro in 2030, is just the result out of it. Wow. About those stats you just mentioned, they're truly shocking. We really need to reach net zero and we can only do this by making our buildings smarter, which actually makes me look around. So we're here in your headquarter in Zug. Is this a smart building? Absolutely. And it's the proof point because here we delivered what I was just talking about. We have exactly these savings. We have exactly these optimizations. Our headquarter being built in 2018, fulfilling the highest smart building standard in Europe. So we put all of our own technologies in here to also deliver proof points. And it's a great place to be. And I'm very proud of it. That's exciting. So coming back to the topic of the podcast, maybe we clear up some wording first, because sometimes people talk about an automated building than a smart building or an autonomous building. Could you just shed some light? Yeah, of course. You know, we've come a long way in all of these years. So from really stupid buildings, or which were only nothing than concrete and glass at the beginning, to automated buildings. We in Siemens, we are already in this OT optimization, so to say, since 1969 when we launched our first automation system. And so that was the beginning of making buildings automated, you know, using building automation, safety and security features, but all of them very separate. Then the next step was to, you know, make them connected, which was more intelligent buildings we were talking about this time, and that bring it to today, which is the era of smart buildings, even though only 10% are smart already, so there's a lot of potential. But the technology today is more like smart buildings where the things are interconnected and also with the first cloud systems or IoT-connected devices like we have already today for our smart building business, more than 3.7 million connected assets now. And from those, we are analyzing more than 5 billion data values every day. And this brings us also into a leading position in the IoT space as also Verdantix ranked us Siemens as one of the top three players in the IoT space. So this large customer base that we have in the OT world and the experience of the domain, this we bring into our today's man and rule-based analytics, I call it, used in the smart building environment for energy optimization, asset maintenance, 24-7 monitoring and reporting, very important now also for the ESG goals and our degree targets. And then wing analytics for predictive maintenance. So very proud of what we have already achieved, have a very strong position in building management for 
automated and now for smart buildings, and now we're continuing. And when you say continuing on this ITOT conversion, that, that probably brings us to autonomous buildings. So what are autonomous buildings? Yeah, so that is the next step then. I think it's important to understand the way from managing buildings to operating buildings. So this is not only opening up a new market, it's also leveraging new opportunities in technology and also bring the life cycle into perspective, not only in calculations, but also in the optimization of the asset. So when we say building management, then we talk about managing different systems of our own for water, gas, electricity, security, safety, power optimization in a smart way. So Now the buildings are increasingly communicating with the electrical grid, where we also are very active, as you know, and also transportation infrastructure, mobility and others, and e-mobility especially as well. So when smart systems talk to each other, learn, take decisions, making the best possible environments for us to live, work, learn and relax in, as we spend 90% in buildings, as you rightly said at the beginning. So that is the next step. The evolution to be self-adaptive and self-learning building. And this is now happening, and I think in two or three years from now, it will look different. Wow, it actually really sounds futuristic, but it's good to know we're actually fully on the way in smart infrastructure from smart buildings to autonomous buildings. But there were also quite a few announcements which I believe accelerate this journey for smart infrastructure. But before we get there, maybe just spend a few words on your well-known existing offering that's already fully established in the market before we jump to, okay, what's next? What have you just launched? Yeah, this is very important because we are not starting from zero. We have a very strong position amongst the leaders in smart buildings with our Desigo building management system and the Desigo CC software, a software which offers the coordination of dozens of different systems, as I was talking about before, and also the workflows for HVAC, security, fire safety, and power management in buildings and campus. Then we launched Navigator years ago, which is basically a set of software tools for customers to monitor and optimize energy efficiency and assets in buildings. It's something that we have used as an enabler for our digital services, fault detection, diagnostics, and the first phase of predictive maintenance even. And we did that because we have our proven outcome services. We had promises to our customers in the energy performance contracting space where we needed to provide the transparency. And this is where digitalization provides transparency and drives also sustainability. And we come to this later. And on top of this, of course, with our startups and smaller business that we acquired, like Enlighted, for example, with the IoT sensors, we leverage those for energy and sustainability, space efficiency and real-time location services, which are yeah, new functionalities or new disciplines in smart buildings. And also the workplace app Comfy, which we are using also in Siemens-wide in 600 locations and, of course, also here in our headquarters for the new normal booking desks, booking rooms, managing buildings and also connecting with each other and with the building, making the building one of our colleagues, so to say. <laughs> uh, we are using this also here. And then, last not least, also our digital services, which is uh, enabled through our software and our domain. So it's a huge portion of our digital revenue for SI. This is really great because it brings home that smart infrastructure already has a significant software and IoT business. What does it mean in practice? Can you give an example of how these things come together to add value for our customers? Yeah, we have many, many great examples around the world where we have built up relationships coming from managing their facilities to now managing the entire campus and also their assets. And one example is the Morgan State University in Baltimore, USA, 
they wanted to become really a smart and connected campus, you know, with operational excellence, of course, energy efficiency, but also resiliency, safety, and sustainability for the students, which is also an argument for them to go to this university. And based on that, we not only achieved this, we also guaranteed more than 10 million savings in energy and operational costs in the first phase, which will reduce their energy uses by more than 1.5 million kilowatt hours and the greenhouse gas emissions by 65%. So this is really wow. important for the university, but also for the environment. And this is all being achieved by using smart technology. More than 180 smart meters, 4,000 controllers being upgraded to the latest technologies and also to improve indoor air quality, a state-of-the-art fire and security systems. Here we are using the navigator and these ecosystems I was talking about. So here we are combining the real world with the digital world and also the existing domain knowledge with future knowledge to make buildings even smarter. And can this actually scale or is this like a one-off tailored job? From this type of universities, you know, multiple dozens of similar projects where we have. And if you know that 1,500 higher education campuses globally like this exist and more than 5,000 hospitals, which becoming even like a campus type hospitals, mm -hmm. there is a, a huge scaling opportunity. And we are in the middle of this and also focusing, dedicate on these vertical markets. Well, so this is a great customer base to have. But when we go back to what you said at the beginning, the next milestone on the way to autonomous buildings that was launched in June, and I'm trying to build up the anticipation here, but let's come from the customer on this one. So maybe you can talk about stakeholders in a building and what their pain points are before we go to the solution that you offer. That is very important, though. If you look, for example, on occupants of a building, this is, these can be users, tenants, visitors also in a mall or an airport, they expect a superior experience. It's a different type of customer experience about comfort, safety, health, and well-being. And this is becoming more and more important because people won't come back to the office if they don't feel comfortable, safe, and have a positive well-being effect. The operators of buildings look for availability, efficiency, and very important, ease of control. So they want to have everything at hand and being supported by the systems. And the investors, of course, and that's what you know very well. That's the property investors, just yeah. to clarify. They want the return on investment, sustainability, flexibility, and adaptability because the, the use of the buildings is changing so often and they want to get the utmost out of their initial investments because 80% of the cost of the building occurred during the life cycle and 20% only in the build phase. So that is something that we have to keep in mind. So optimization of operations is really important. And overall, the demand is really growing fast. And that actually brings me to the June launches, and there were quite a few. So maybe we start with the base. So you just said the customer wants to be faster. And I think that's exactly what the Siemens Accelerator wants to address. And as part of that accelerator, you also launched a Building X platform. But maybe let's start with the base. What is the Siemens Accelerator about? And why is it such a tectonic shift in how we're looking at digitalization moving forward? Yeah, I think we cannot talk about this enough because it was such an important event or this June was so important for our digital strategy for Siemens and especially also for smart infrastructure uh, because we have three pieces to talk about in this podcast. And the first is about the Siemens Accelerator launch. It is a new digital business platform. So it's not a technology platform only. We bring the existing portfolio together and it's a promise to our customers and a commitment also to that now from now on all of the Siemens digital offerings 
drawings will have the same similar look and feel. And they will perfectly interact with each other and make it just easier to do business with Siemens and also being open for partners. Accelerator is based on three pillars. One is a curated and modular portfolio. So this is not only software, it's also the digital service, very important for us, and also IoT-enabled hardware. So everything that can support the infinity loop of optimizing the real and the digital worlds. And we don't do this only alone, we do this in an ecosystem, an ecosystem of certified partners who can join also the platform, be it hyperscalers who bring their knowledge and their platforms to us, or independent software vendors but also customers, partners and developers who want to develop applications based on our platform, leveraging the data and our ecosystem. And thirdly, the marketplace. This is where I'm very excited about because this is the first time we have a unified sales approach for entire Siemens when it comes to the digital offerings. And we have a same look and feel, you go by verticals and by use cases and not by organization or by type of product, which then is being supported. So very important, those three pillars, Accelerator, a very big step and a promise and a commitment to our customers. This is fantastic. Now going back to digital buildings, because you also, for your own smart infrastructure business, launched a new platform, which is called BuildingX. Maybe you can tell us what BuildingX is about and maybe you can start with the customer challenge again and why we're addressing this in the way we're doing now. Yeah, so I'm very proud that I could launch Building X also yeah. at the Accelerator event as the first real new offering in the Accelerator family, fully compliant with the rules that we have given ourselves in terms of interoperability, openness and flexibility, and as a service. So it's a cloud-based software as a service. So how does it help our customers? Our customers are looking into, you know, we have aging equipment, rising operating costs and rising data management efforts, lack of transparency. You can go on and on. So the demand for net zero buildings and resource efficiency is really increasing. What is the problem? One problem is that we have a multitude of systems. So if you want to get the oversight of the entire building infrastructure, there's always, unfortunately, a different systems from competitors involved or other systems that we don't offer. So we have to bring all this together. We have come a long way in our smart building infrastructure with the Zigo CC, also integrating on-premise many of the different systems. But now we go a step further to do it cloud-based, not only on a campus, but also flexible for a fleet of buildings and beyond. And using this with Building X, a cloud-based data platform, but also enabled by analytics and machine learning. This is using one common data lake and providing then for customers what I always call a single pane of glass. So what does it mean? They have everything on one screen and tailored to the users and the stakeholders we were talking about before. So this is also part of the commitment and also the promise. What we are now doing is really supported by Building X and that's a platform, as I said, open for others. And this allows us, and this is very important, to bring us a smart infrastructure from leading position in building management to a leading position in building operations. Wow, that's a huge, huge step forward. If we take a second to really look below, because I understand that as part of Building X, you're trying to address different business models. You also have various apps that you have on it. You have software as a service, and then we should probably also talk about the Pridely acquisition. And you offer a digital buildings operations twin. So very comprehensive and thought through. Maybe you can give us a little bit more detail on those before we go further. 
Let me start with the building operations twin. There's also a building construction twin being created from the, during the construction phase of the AEC. And the problem is that there's many different interfaces and data sets that are not interacting with each other. So now we are connecting to the construction twin. Then we build our own operations twin. And what we do here is we take the data from the building information modeling, that is our standard construction data, and then we combine it with asset information and with the real-time data. And this is then the living digital twin which allows also simulation and optimization. What is the change here? Because we did this already in our headquarters in Munich. We did this here. We have a, a large one running from construction to operation together with Bentley Systems for our Siemensstadt uh, Square project in Berlin. But they are all kind of project-based. It's not productized. So now with Building X, it's our plan to go forward and have a productized version of build operations twins. And this will evolve over the future. As also our offerings, secondly, will evolve. And we started on the day one now with basically four applications, which we have launched, which are available now step by step. And we will continue to launch more, of course. That's really cool, and I believe with software as a service, you're addressing also different customer types like large enterprises, small enterprises. So I really feel like I'm actually talking to DI software here. It's, uh, no, it, it's truly, it is exciting to see how smart infrastructure is leveraging everything that we have, taking it to the next level. Maybe you can give a customer example for what it would mean with Building X. Yeah, and I had one before from the university campus in healthcare. Now, when I was recently in the U.S., we had a great discussion also with the AT&T leadership. They're not only leading in their space, but also an important customer for us, an enterprise customer who is expecting, of course, that we take care of their assets. And this is just huge. You know, we have 1,500 building management systems and 3,500 fire systems installed on their premises. And here we're talking about 2,500 sites. So helping them to gain transparency and how those sites, sometimes very small ones, as you might imagine in that business of communications, how they can run autonomously and having a 100% uptime or 99.9% uptime and that we only roll trucks when it's really necessary and we fix things remotely and optimize their efficiency. This is of utmost importance and has been also confirmed from the leadership there. This is a great example for how we support enterprise customers. So we are not selling only software and delivering services to universities and healthcare campuses. We also have enterprise customers where we take care of their infrastructure globally. And then we have also a couple of very innovative customers who take the full nine yards in terms of digitalizing their services and their data model. And here we work together, for example, with the University Property of Finland, SYK, where we co-created a data-driven model for greater convenience for end users, easier maintenance and asset performance services. So the results are really exciting. 70% of regular visual inspections and 65% of the HVAC facility management tasks could be replaced by analytics. And then also the customers feel more comfortable, have less complaints about the climate or indoor quality and the like. So these are really some examples how digitalization enables enterprise as well as service business and we, sell, we build up a software business. Well, these are the three pillars. Very exciting and great KPIs. If you have to tell our listeners three reasons as to what differentiates Building X from similar offerings from competitors, what would you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first of all, it's a commitment that we build our knowledge into our software and our tools. So the predictive analytics that is being run out of Building X applications will contain all of the Siemens knowledge and will be equally reliable 
and valuable for our customers who have experienced this over many, many decades. So that's the commitment. The other part, it's a truly open platform. So we invite also third-party systems to be connected. We have other third-party software and developers who can build their own applications using the platform. This we haven't had before. And we will also continuously increase the number of use cases and digital service offerings. And I would say that we have one of the largest service business in buildings around the world. A lot of experience and we are now... (laughs) drinking our own champagne in that regard that we use the software also for our own services. And all of this experience will make the platform and the applications even better. I find it really exciting, but I have to change gears because I'm getting a lot of questions as well about an acquisition you also did in June, which is Pridely Software. So what is Pridely about and how does it fit into the picture you're just describing? Yeah, it was a great month, right? So it was was just another big piece and a proof point also that how we want to develop from a leading building management company to a leading building operations company, smart buildings and beyond. Then we were now building access the platform, enabling this. There were some partners who will use this platform and then Brightly now will not only bring their applications, like they're also active in asset and maintenance optimization and management. They come from the education business, so K-12 market, but also now moving up into higher education, healthcare. So a good overlap also of the vertical markets where they are active and we are active. They are not everywhere in each country and around the world. Together, we will also expand the coverage. But they are one of the leading, as per Verdantix, also the leader in the field of asset and maintenance management software in this building operation space, So that's, which is a two to three billion market. And they have 180 million software business, which 85% is a SaaS business. So really a great asset, which also allows us to build up a software channel using their access to building infrastructure and also city market. This is really, really, truly exciting. So with Building X and Pridely, the digital building business of smart infrastructure is taking a significant step forward. Now, can you sum up what this means for your customers? The plan is to expand our position even further, as I said before, and this will enable us for our building customers to not only make the vision of an autonomous or smarter building environment become reality, there's clear facts behind. Our customers will experience up to 30% less energy and maintenance costs, or as I said, 70% fewer equipment breakdowns, or 25% increase in staff productivity. You could go on and on and accelerator overall with our global commitment the building x together with the strengths and sas business based on the brightly acquisition and also our own applications this will definitely ensure that smart infrastructure will double our digital revenues by 2025 to 1.5 billion and we will also empower our customers to scale iot technologies faster for efficiency and sustainability It's fantastic. It's truly technology with purpose. Now, obviously, we don't exist in a bubble. And when we look around us, it's a bit of uncharted territory that we're in. Like we have a COVID crisis, we have tight labor markets, constrained supply chains, inflation risk, the energy transition with the gas crisis in Europe, and an enhanced focus on sustainability. So all of this is happening around us. What would you say, what does that mean for your digital building offerings? Yeah, of course, we live in difficult times, but we can also spend now time discuss about the overlay of crisis. But in a nutshell, if you look into what's happening in the world, especially when it comes to the need for sustainability, the need for renewable energy, replacing gas, the need for well-being, safety, security and resilience, 
These are all the attributes that is the definition of our market. And also the infrastructure investments being made from the governments, time over time now, yeah, step by step. These are all expanding the market opportunities for the infrastructure business when it comes to grids, electrification, and of course also for digital buildings. So therefore I'm very positive about that we with Building X and with the Brightly acquisition and with the things that are in the making or to come, we are in the speed spot of our customer demand and also what the world is needing. And digitalization is the enabler for efficiency and sustainability and without leveraging the potential on the demand side of digital buildings, the world will not be able to reach net zero targets. And therefore, it's so important. And in this market and beyond, I like to say smart infrastructure is a business whose time has come. Well, this is actually a great closing. Matthias, thank you so much for sharing your perspective on digital buildings with us today. Thanks for having me, Eva. A pleasure.